Hey, welcome to the PJ Party Podcast. I should mention that at the end of the week on Friday is when we do our intros and uh, edit the podcast. And by now, Paul Plastino has already left the building. He is going to finally go and watch his Infinity War movie that he's been meowing about for weeks. Um, so in this podcast, you'll probably likely hear more about Infinity War. No spoilers, because at that point, he had not seen it yet. Also, I should mention as well that I was away for a couple days. So it is a bit of a shortened podcast, a little quick one for your weekend, a quickie or whatever. Eh. I hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. What is your thought about pickles on a pizza? Yeah. Um, the reason I want to ask you is because you don't like pineapple on pizza. You're against that. I don't know if I'm against it. Okay, you have put you've been yelling and screaming about how you've been against it because you're not you're Nona, right? Yes. She would be against it and you you want to you know, do it the proper Italian way. Well, my grandmother and I both mm-hmm. actually have a very live and let live philosophy. Mm, but she's she gets a little but when I called her and asked her I was like, "Would you ever put pineapple on a pizza? Would you enjoy pineapple on a pizza?" She was like, "Never." Right. So we're both in that way. We're just like, hey, if that makes you happy, if that's what you find delicious to put in your mouth, have at it. Okay. But we love pizza so much. The classic pizza, Mm -hmm. the classic ingredients. Oh, a little pepperoni. Oh, a little sausage on there. Just your cheese and sauce. Simple. Maybe some peppers, mushrooms. These are classic ingredients. Okay. The way that it classically was done in the old country. My God. That's where our love, our love is so passionate and fierce for that classic pizza that when you put in front of me a Hawaiian pizza, I'm like, okay, I see if it's done well, can be delicious, but nine times out of 10, I'm going to take the classic pizza because I just love it so much. You just don't feel that great about the pineapple on the pizza? But I'm not going to go online and yell and scream and tell people that they're wrong. I just, okay. Or that it, should, it shouldn't be. Okay. Then what about pickles on a pizza? Because that idea sounds really good to me because I like olives on my pizza. I like pineapple. I like whatever on my pizza. And I'm a huge fan of pickles. So I've never thought of this combination, but it's becoming more popular. And I could I could see myself eating pickle pizza. Here's the thing, Jenny. I love pizza so much. Yeah. I wish that I could eat it every day. I think if I did eat it every day, if I was on an island mm-hmm. with a very specifically powered genie, and the genie was like, I'll give you one food for every day that you can eat, but that's it. I would probably pick pizza. Yeah, it's got everything. Okay, but within that, I would say like I've had uh, yeah, classic sausage and pepperoni pizza for nine days in a row. Mm-hmm. I'll swap it up. Can you give me like a hamburger pizza mm-hmm. with pickles on it? Oh, yeah. I can see it being delicious, but this is it. There's only so much time in life and only so many days in a row that I can eat pizza. Okay. <laughs> Right? So if, like, I eat pizza once a week, in that course of a week, I'm hungry for classic pizza again. Mm-hmm. You can't be eating pizza every single day, though. Okay, so are you for pickles or not? I want to try it. You want to try it. Okay, we should try that sometime. We still got squab in the freezer. Oh, gosh, yeah. We need to stop this. Maybe we should make a pizza so with pickles and squab. <laughs> Come and try our pickle and squab pizza. We got Mm-mm. the pigeon and pickles pizza pie. <laughs> Come and get it. Plastino's pigeon and pickles pizza pie over here. Yummy. 
We're getting a heads up that uh, Regano's Pizza down in uh, Fairfield, Fairfield Plaza. They mm-hmm. do a cheeseburger pizza, someone said. Oh. I was like, oh, yeah, does it have pickles on it? It's got pickles. It's got ketchup and uh, mustard on mm. it and all kinds of hamburger meat and everything. This guy's texting me. He's like, it tastes just like a cheeseburger. That sounds really good. It sounds delicious. Yeah. Now, here's my question. Okay. If you feel like something that tastes like a cheeseburger, why won't you just eat a cheeseburger? Because if you also feel like a pizza as well, then it's the best of both worlds, Paul. You're not getting the flavor of a pizza, though. You're getting in the dough of the pizza. That's good. Okay. So I'm going to take a bunch of uh, pizza ingredients, pepperoni yeah. and whatever, and just like cram that between a bun, and then that's like a pizza uh, hamburger. Yeah. Yes. Does everything need to be everything else? That, what You know what I always get at Subway, for example? The pizza sub. It's delicious. It's the best of both worlds. I thought uh, I thought you were saying you, you were open to everything and everyone eating anything. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. Eat whatever you want. Hey, good. Good. But I'm just going to oh, shame sweet. you for it on the radio. No, 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 no. This is no shame. Hey, cool. If that's how you want to eat everything, that's great. You know what I like to do is put everything in a blender and just suck it through a straw. Hey, it's all right. It's a convenient way of eating, Paul. Great. Good. Nothing matters. Um, I was reading a story today, and I, I really love this idea. Um, Airbus planes are going to be getting nap cubbies. Mm. Um, so it's like, yeah, just massive flights, usually going from the States to Australia. We're talking like 17-hour flights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they are going to be converting the cargo or some of the cargo compartments into little, like, nap cubbies. They're almost like bunk beds. Yes. Um, which I think would be incredible for 17-hour flights, but they're planning on doing this by um, 2020. Unreal. Yeah. That's uh, one of those things where uh, <laughs> it's bunk beds. This just makes so much sense. Because mm-hmm. I always am so jealous of the people in first class on these new planes where the whole seat is like a little like a pod and then you can just turn it into a full lay down bed if Aww. you want to sleep your whole way to Australia. Yeah, that'd be nice. I'm so jealous of that. But this is you were saying this is for economy class? Yeah, they were talking about it for economy class. Ugh. I don't know if it would I don't know if it's like an add-on or anything like that. None mm-hmm. of those like details have come out, but they are working on making these like little compartments for sleeping. God, I love it. Yeah. And, and it's kind of the same reason why I love trains so much mm-hmm. is that there's just like a little bit more freedom on them, you know? <laughs> you can get a cabin as well. You kind of walk about. Yeah. And uh, what's the difference with a plane? Yeah, it's still just a tube. Yeah. <laughs> like a train is a tube and a plane is a tube with wings on it that rockets through the sky. Yeah. And that's all you want to do is like just... It's so funny. I said to you, it's like air travel has not changed Practically since it was invented. Mm-hmm. Since World War II and the rise, uh, you know, like after World War II, so what was it, like 70, 80 years mm-hmm. ago now, and just commercial aviation kind of became what it became, and then it hasn't changed ever since. Right. It's just the same. It's just seats in a tube in the sky flying. Yeah. It's this, it's even not even that much faster, right? Like mm-hmm. Vancouver to Toronto was four and a half hours in 1948. <laughs> Still four and a half hours. Let's speed things up and make them more comfortable. But let's build, let's bulk out these tubes a little bit, and let's put some beds in them. That's all we want to do. Yeah. I want you to take the flight to Australia one day, Jenny. Oh man. Seventeen hours. Maybe when we get like super high speed. With planes. tons of beds. But you're tiny. Yeah. You can just curl up in a seat like a little cat yeah. and go to sleep. I guess so. But, but like, I'd rather have a, a nap pod. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. That's all we want. Airplanes. Mm-hmm. I'll even pay $25 extra for carry-on if I get in that bed. Heck yeah.
Do you know what I saw a lot of people doing on the internet this weekend in celebration of Earth Day? What's that? Was condescending to me that every day is Earth Day. Okay, yeah. Did you see a lot of yep. that going around? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like that with everything, right? Like with every sort of day. Yeah. Like, this I, should be every day. I get it. I, we should take care of the planet every day, but I, why don't you have to condescend to me like that? <laughs> How about every day? No excuses, okay? Earth Day is every day. Okay. You're right. What, what do you Move want from on. me? Yeah, I recycle. I'm uh, not using plastic bags anymore. I bought a $5 stainless steel straw. What more can I do right now? <laughs> it was also record store day yesterday, and I didn't see a ton of condescending posts about how you should every day should be record store day. <laughs> there were some, though. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know if they're condescending, but it's just like, let's all support record stores year-round, everyone. Mm-hmm. I love record stores and I love the record store here in town that I go to very often and I try and buy it. Records are expensive though. They're like a luxury item for mm-hmm. me anyways. And especially where, you know, that's the whole philosophy of trying not to collect a bunch of stuff you don't need. But I do try and support local record stores and on record store day and all throughout the year. But I just remember this bad story where I was in a record store in uh, Chicago and I heard this band that I really liked and I asked the person working, I was like, what's this band? And she told me, and it was a local Chicago band. Okay. You know, up and coming in a local record store. And I was like, oh, sweet. That's awesome. And then I went outside and I just downloaded it on my phone. Oh. <laughs> for free or whatever. Like, gave Apple oh, 99 no. cents. I know. Well, that's like, yeah. I that's like a monster. thing or it's like, you know, when you go to shows, it's good to buy merch and to support the band in that way too. Because a lot of the time, that's the only way they make money. It's not through, mm. through streams or anything like that. True. For making quarters or just a tiny percent of a penny right for every listen right yeah anyways i heard that uh, in town here ditch records had a lineup down the block nice that's on good record stores. that's good but how about every day's record store day and every day's <laughs> earth day oh it's earth day today so i'll stop burning tires in my backyard but tomorrow <laughs> it's right back to burning tires right yep it's so fun jen today went out at lunchtime and played a little basketball oh nice and uh Oh, my God. Just the park was full of people just having activities. Mm. It was, uh, oh, who's doing a little CrossFit in the uh, tennis courts? Who's out throwing a ball around for their dog? Who's just laying in the grass, reading a book, suntanning? So nice. Nice little group of mummies and babies, you know, like mommy groups, whatever Mm -hmm. they call that, right? Just all enjoying some shady sunshine. Yeah. Like... Seriously, it's so good these days. That's so nice. I find whenever the sun comes out and then I, I see like people jogging around town, all of a sudden want to become a jogger. So oh, it looks really? like they're just having the funnest time ever. Can I tell you from being a person who has jogged, it's not the funnest time I, ever? Yeah, I, I don't like it. But I, I look at them and I say, maybe I'll like it this year. You know, maybe running on pavement will be an exciting thing <laughs> if it's this nice out. Someone once told me that I did not have the body for jogging. What? Yeah, I was like, what is... that's? What kind of body do you need? A human one? Well, I guess one that doesn't slosh up and down their skeleton when they jog. I what don't know. What the heck? Who said that? Let me talk to them. I'll get you their number. Thank you. See, that's why I got... I was like, that hurt my feelings so desperately. Now I go to the pool. Hey, great... I got a great swimmer's body. Look at these feet! They're paddles! <laughs> You know, we were in the bar last night watching a little of that Leafs-Bruins game. Oh, yeah? There's a lot of Leafs fans not happy, so happy. It was kind of a sad one. And I saw a ton, like a ton 
of negativity online mm. towards Leafs fans today. Why? I I don't know. Apparently, they get, they're very obnoxious or whatever. Like, if mm. no one's got any love for Toronto, I get it. And is everyone just against the Leafs? I don't know. Where Where's your team, by the way? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, are these... That's what I was wondering. Like, is this all a bunch of Canucks fans I'm seeing right now who, once again, did not make the playoffs? Or, yeah. or are you a bunch of uh, Bruins fans? All a bunch of you from Boston going on here with all the smash talking? Or... Are you Vegas? Like, what's with the... Why trip on Toronto? I never understood that. But I did. As soon as I moved from Toronto to Vancouver, I had to switch jerseys. Like, my (laughs) my dad dad was a huge fan, and he got us all Maple Leafs jerseys. And then as soon as I started going to school in Vancouver, uh uh-oh, no, no. That was not good. It was not a good scene for me. I got so many chirps, so I had to switch. But yeah, there's like this battle between Vancouver and, and the Maple Leafs, and I don't understand it. I th- that just reminded me that maybe you and I are both like sleeper cells because we were both born in Ontario. Yeah. Moved to Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> okay, trip away. <laughs> Someone was uh, texting us in here that, because you and I both, Jen. Yeah. It's so funny. Like, I always forget this. We were born in Ontario. You were born like right in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And I was born in Northern Ontario, and it's kind of like, I wonder if we have a little Leafs fandom in our blood. But you and I both, because someone was texting and saying that when you're born there, you're either a Leafs fan or you're a Montreal Canadiens fan. Oh, okay. And you bring that with you. But I think, no, or you do what both of our families did, and you acclimatize, and you just trade over to the Canucks. Yeah. I guess that makes you a bad fan. I guess so. To begin with. But I would, to me, sport fandom is all way more about... The camaraderie. And so I don't want to yeah. be the guy in the Leafs jersey getting beer tossed on me in Rogers <laughs> Arena, right? Exactly. I'd rather be there high-fiving with everybody. Yeah. You you, you cheer for who you live near. Mm-hmm. Oh, what was that? You're pointing at me like you just created a motto? You cheer for who you live near. Oh, nice. That's good. pretty good. Okay. <laughs> and the nice thing is, is that my family are more Jays fans anyways. I'm wearing oh. a Blue Jays cap today. So you don't even care about hockey. Well, it's like, no, we don't care. But it's the awfully nice that... When you're a fan of the Jays, you can take those with you no matter where you move in the country. No beers get poured on you if you're a Jays fan. That's very (laughs) true. Um, So uh, I like this today. I was uh, scrolling through Facebook and Atomic Productions, who uh, you may know, they're the ones who put on all the big festivals and concerts in town like Rock the Shores and Rifflandia. Um, They uh, shared an article from uh, Vice that was talking about the Fire Festival, the festival that costs $1 million to go to. And it's a little tongue-in-cheek, funny little article saying, like, everything a $1 million festival ticket should actually buy you. And um, Atomic put up this, like, hypothetical question. A million dollars is a lot. It's pretty outrageous to pay for any amount of music festivaling. But say, like, put that imaginary giant number on it, right? $1 million. What would a music festival have to do for you to pay it? And let's just assume you're rich or assume you have a spare million dollars. You could either buy like a fourth house or you could buy a music festival. That was kind of the toss up. Let's just assume, right? Okay. What would you want at the festival? So, you know what popped into my head immediately was uh, I would want one of those, you know, like hydration, that IV wellness thing. We run ads for it even. I would want that to be on site and to have like a like a really good hangover cure, like an IV drip hangover cure. The next, Because if I'm getting $1 million worth of partying going every night... I'm going to wake up the next day and if I'm feeling hungover or crummy or like, oh man, maybe I'll just like, you know, snap it off until like three in the afternoon and goes like, no, I'm trying to get my money's worth here. Let's get the IV drip going, cure this hangover with science and get me right back in the game, right? Right back after it. So that was my first thought. Obviously, some other little perks you can think of. 
Um, I like this uh, message on here. A guy named Jeremy wrote on the uh, Atomic. Uh, Facebook, he writes, if I'm paying a million bucks, I would want to pick the bands and their set lists. And that's the one with the most likes on it so far. So, but I pose the question to you. Use your wildest dreams. Use your million dollars that you don't have. Think about it. What would I have to do? What would you want? What was the fun perk or element you would want at a music festival that you would pay a million dollars for the ticket? Hello? Hey, is that Christina? Uh, yeah, it is. Hi, Christina. It's Paul calling back from The Zone. Hey, how's it going? Good. I just uh, wanted you to... I loved your list of demands here for a million-dollar festival. Yeah, well, it's at least what I could think of off the top of my head for a million bucks. Like, well, I want everything. Let's hear it. Let's hear your list. Okay, so I need a uh, butler to be able to get me all my food and drinks so I yep. don't lose my spot in the crowd. Of course. A cabana to hang back at if I want to watch the show, but I don't want to be right in the crowd. Yeah. I need that obvious immediate hangover cure. Uh-huh. Unlimited smokables and drinkables. Yes. Um, and also a five-star hotel that I can retire back to at the end of the night. Limo service to and from. And of course, yeah, I get to choose the artists and the songs that I want to listen to. You get to choose a playlist too. I like that. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, if I'm going to pay a million bucks, I want it to be my festival and everybody else is just there. <laughs> Christina, what I like, you know, is that you are still want to be in the crowd you know what i mean like you don't want like a helicopter hovering above or to just watch from the cabana or a vip section you want to get right up close and watch from the crowd yeah oh for sure that's the whole reason for going to a concert is kind of being in in that crowd so i like to be like you know right up front and center but of course when you want to go run back get a beer come back you're not going to get the same spot if i have a butler doing everything for me only thing i gotta leave is to go have a washroom and Hell, have a washroom right beside me. It's going to be a million-dollar festival. Now, this is what I was going to suggest to you, is that maybe the butler could, you know, double as a bouncer and could just kind of clear the way for you, just, like, shove people, be like a huge person who could just shove people away for you and get you back up to where you want it to be right up front and center. Well, yeah, but I don't really mind doing the shoving to the crowd. You just kind of, like, wiggle your way through. Excuse me, pardon me, you know, squeeze (laughs) underneath somebody. Christina's a shover. Yeah, all right. Love that you're. I'm a shover. I'm a squeezer. Hello, Graham. It's Paul calling back from the zone. I just, I loved your idea for the million dollar festival. Is that a lot of people want to pick the bands, but you want to do one better? I want to play, I want to play with the band. That's right. And I can't play musical instruments to save my life. So that should be interesting. <laughs> so, you want Dave Grohl to just go like, "Hey, everyone, we want to invite yeah, someone very yeah. special on stage right now." I want music lessons. Right. <laughs> Give it up for Graham. And then in the middle of the set, you come out there and you do Polly Wally Doodle on the electric guitar. Play <laughs> like an absolute jackass, yeah. Can't hear a note. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be, I think, for a lot of people, too, that are heavily into music, usually tend to play instruments. And I thought that was a good one because, you know, everybody wants to you get the party afterwards with their favorite band but sure. one better is to be on stage that would just I'm sure that would be everybody's dream you know <laughs> they would have to bring back Jimi Hendrix for me to spend a million dollars on any music festival and a hologram's <laughs> probably not going to cut it hologram's not going to cut it they literally need to like you know I don't know if you can dig them up and fill them up with different organs maybe sure. get his old brain fired up again I'm not sure but reanimate the dead some. yeah reanimating the dead is definitely what's going to need to happen <laughs> Look at man, you picked a good guy to reanimate. I mean, if anybody you're gonna want to jam to in a field, it's Hendrix. Well, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I get that. How I was thinking about it. Yeah, you know, I like where your head's at in the fantastical. I mean, for a million dollars, yeah, reanimate the dead. No one is saying stuff like it be on an island that's full of waterfalls 
and, uh, you know, like a, a, a bunch of people who like to be naked all the time, and it's helicopter, you know, brings you out there and back. It's like everyone's being pretty chill. They're just like, oh, you know, free drinks would be nice and a steak between the sets and accommodation. I, I don't know. Maybe people, maybe it's easier for some people to get a million dollars than it is for me, but, but you know, I'd want a whole bunch. <laughs> including to reanimate the dead. Yeah, that's pretty much really the main one. Love where your head's at, Mike. Yeah, me too. Paul Plastino, Jenny West. In the Afternoon Zone. And welcome back after a couple of days off. Mm-hmm. Jenny West. Hi. So good to see you again. Thanks. Happy to be back. You so much. Aw, very How- nice. You went, how are your days off? You went to Vancouver, right? Yeah, I went to uh, go see a show at the venue. It was uh, a band called Django Django, which <sighs> is, uh, yeah, one of my favorite bands from the UK. And um, you, uh, what you brought, because when you first joined uh, the afternoon show, I said, mm. um, I was like, I'm tired of thinking up music <laughs> to put it behind like the intro and everything mm-hmm. like that. I like to like change up the music that's in the intro. Wherever. I usually do it like every like three, four months. Is what I used to do, and uh, you said um, immediately, yes. Mm-hmm. Here, I wanted to bring it up here. You said this song here, which you hear every day at two o'clock, <laughs> underneath us talking. Yeah. This is Django Django. Yeah. 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 They're just like they have this like weird sound, and they have so many instruments on stage, and it's yeah. really just like an incredible performance, and like totally unique to them, which is why I really like them. And you know, they hadn't been to Vancouver for over three years, so. I had to make the trip over. Yeah. I'm happy I did. Um, I also I also bust back from the ferry, and I would recommend everyone doing this. Um, is just once in a while, just listen to your surroundings on the bus instead of having your earbuds in, because I got a really nice tour guide. Um, it was someone who was not <laughs> from from Victoria. They're from the States, I believe. Um, there's a big group of them, all like retired and going on a trip together um, in Victoria, and it was just amazing listening to them narrate the entire bus ride. <laughs> and like point out different destinations and seeing what intrigued them the most. So what I learned uh. is that uh, Sydney is a very nice place to live. They all <laughs> think Sydney's a nice place to live. Yes. Okay. Yes. The roundabouts. Oh, those are some crazy contraptions that we have here. Okay. So they get very excited about the, the roundabouts. Yeah. Um, one of the comments that they said too was, there's a lot of Highway 17s on the island. <laughs> There's one. <laughs> um, and my favorite part, I think, of the entire bus trip home was uh, they pointed at Elk Lake. Uh-huh. And they said, and there's the ocean. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a beautiful ocean we have here at Elk Lake. Yeah. I was telling you the story earlier, Jenny, about how uh, there is uh, this uh, young man who's being uh, drafted into the NFL. Mm-hmm. Right? And he's... It's really exciting. He's very showing a lot of promise. And though now it looks as though someone has looked back on his Twitter from back when he was a teenager. And he has done many tweets that are very offensive and terrible. And I think is from what I heard, I think they're on the racist side. Oh, no, guy. Oh, that's not good. Right? I feel bad for especially... All of this, Twitter and Facebook and all of this, like it's so kind of brand new that it's right. very difficult, you know, in the scheme of things to be able to tell teenagers like, hey, don't be tweeting a dumb thing now because when you get older, it's going to hinder your prospects. This stuff stays around forever. Forever. I mean, if I think about it right now, I can still go back to my Facebook and go back to 2007, 2008 mm. and see what sort of things I 
I said on my Facebook. Very embarrassing, I would imagine. Um, I would think so, but I have no idea. I'm going to read into this. Let's see. So okay. here is a... Uh, <laughs> oh, this is great. I uploaded my... Updated my status and said, I am a furry dot dot dot. Ha ha ha. GTs. Good times. I guess it was an inside joke that I decided to post on my Facebook, and people probably thought I was a furry. What time? Of, did it say, is it timestamp to say what time it is? No. Because if it was late at night, I would think maybe well, you had a couple of drinks and you were thinking about maybe, maybe. really expressing yourself to the world that you're a furry. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> good times last night being a furry. Like, <laughs> I don't I was never a furry. Really? Why did I okay. write that? Okay. Maybe someone hacked into my Facebook. <laughs> uh, here's a tweet for me. I've been on Twitter for a long time, so oh. I got one from 2013. It says, uh, girls always say that they want a guy who's taller than them, but, you know, I just saw a short dude at the bar, and he was adorable. <laughs> I, that could really come back and bite me. Um, yeah, I didn't, have tw- I didn't have Twitter. I just had Facebook. So uh, this one says, I love finding a four-liter jug of milk in the cupboard. <laughs> and another one says, I'm too scared of buying pumpkin spice lattes because I'm a female and people will make fun of me. That's a shame. It was a shame. Yeah. I, was, I remember having that fear. Yes. Every time I'd be like, pumpkin spice latte, they'd be like, ooh, pumpkin spice. Ooh. <laughs> like, Leave me alone and let me drink my drink. Yeah, they're just delicious, okay? Yeah. Uh, here's one, also a tweet from me from 2013 that says, uh, we hear a lot about how kitties look cute, are soft and fluffy, and have nice meows. True. But it's time to acknowledge how good they smell. Also true. Right? Yes. You were onto something. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So well, that's great. So let's, uh, in the interest of this, everyone mm. go back and look if you're on social media. Go back. Do the timeline search. Go back to the late 20-aughts and see what dumb things you were saying before you cast the first stone. Yeah. Number one. And uh, number two, let's get a, like a, maybe it's like a, like a type of, I guess like an offshoot of home ec or something maybe we just do in homeroom. Mm. Something, it's like a part of health class or something. Maybe like it's like rolled into sex ed. Online cleaning? Yeah, something yeah. in high school where we just coach kids up about, you know, this is going to stick around forever and uh, just think twice before you tweet something really dumb onto social media. Okay, Good please? Idea. That's a nice idea for everyone. Mm-hmm. Paul Plastino, Jenny West. In the Afternoon Zone. Okay, so um, actually, I love this message I just got not too long ago here, Jen, about um, my favorite sunscreen. Oh, yeah. It says, uh, we have Kinesa sunscreen and reusable straws. Yesterday, I was talking about how straws should all be reusable. We should mm. get off those plastic straws. Right. Um, and get onto the reusable ones if you want to have a straw. And uh, she says uh, that's from the ro- loyal listeners of the Oak Bay Pharmasafe. Oh, nice. Yeah, sweet. Now, Thanks for listening. Were you, oh, yeah, we weren't together last summer, but did you hear me meowing and beaking about the sunscreen, how much I like it? I did, yes, yes. Have yes, you tried yes, it yet? Yes, Have no, you used no, it? No, no, Okay. This summer, Jen, I'm about to change your life. <laughs> oh, gosh. Best this sunscreen. Again. Best sunscreen of all time. All right. Smells good. Sprays on nicely. Mm-hmm. Feels good on the skin. Not too greasy. Not too oily. Not full of a bunch of... Horrific chemicals. That's good. You're not going to be bleaching out the, what's that stuff called <laughs> under the water? Coral reefs? <laughs> I don't actually know if it's good for coral reefs uh, or not. Coral know. reefs are very delicate. They're that, very delicate. But you know what? All these like aerosol sunscreens are yeah. what's killing and bleaching the coral reefs. That's bad news bears. True that.
So this stuff is so good. So thank you very much, uh, Oak Bay Pharmacy, for letting me know. I bought uh, over $100 worth of the sunscreen last year. So I still have a few bottles kicking around. Oh, gosh, good. You're not yeah. just like bathing in those bottles. Yeah, no. And so I, I hope it's still good. I know it's like it expires at a certain point. But mm. I'll uh, if I need more, I will come visit you for sure. That's awesome. Tax date deadline is what? Is that Monday? Um, Yeah, it's the 30th. So that would be Monday. Yeah. Can I complain and meow just for a second here about my taxes? I haven't done them yet. I tried to do them the other day. But the CRA website, that my account thing, mm-hmm. is... So, like, locked down. Like, I had to go through the whole thing. I had to create a new account. All right. Is username, password, social insurance number. Okay, did all that. What's your mother's name? Where? What town were you born? Where did your parents first hook up? Where, all these questions, right? There's a grandmother's name, all these security questions. Right. Finally get into it. Okay. Now, to do the specific thing I need to do to file my taxes, then it's like, all right, now, what's the secret code we mailed to you a year ago? Oh. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. Why does it have to be this locked down? Why? Why? What damage could a, 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 a identity thief really do by getting into my taxes? <laughs> I feel like probably the most for you personally is through the CRA. If an identity thief got into your account, they could probably do anything. Really? Yeah, man. Your social insurance number, all of your like employment history and everything. Yeah, but that stuff is in other places I as would, well. But I would just be so concerned if they just asked for a password, then they didn't even worry <laughs> about, you know, symbols or numbers in your password and making yeah. sure it's a certain length. If it was just like, just make up whatever the easiest password for you to remember in the future <laughs> so it's easier for you to do your taxes, then I would be definitely concerned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. No, don't get me wrong. I understand this is important for them to have security, but I mean, that <laughs> level, this much, this much security, it chaps I feel like it is probably the hardest part of doing your taxes is remembering your passwords and how to actually get into your account. I guess I could file them through the mail. Is that correct? You could. I think. <laughs> okay. But this is interesting here because it is tax season. Mm-hmm. I found a list today. The weirdest things Canadians try to claim on this year's taxes. Okay. Uh, this is according to H&R Block, who obviously sees a bunch of taxes. Um, someone tried to expense lottery tickets. Oh, yeah. Can you do that? No. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> what else is on that list? Enemas. Oh. Yeah. But uh, like other medical expenses, if your doctor prescribed it, that can be claimed. You oh. can claim an enema. I was reading about in Louisiana, an ostrich farmer claimed his ostrich, like the amount he paid for his ostrich. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Well, that makes sense. That's yeah. a business expense. I guess that. All right. And uh, a bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. Um, did the expense for his body oil, all his <laughs> body lube or whatever. Okay, well, if his income is from bodybuilding, well, yeah, you need. Sense. Yeah, you can't go up there unoiled. No. You can't go up on stage dry. Who's going to pay for that? You got to oil up. Yeah. Someone tried to expense their pet's food. Mm. But uh, it says here, no matter how much they actually do depend on you, your pets cannot be considered <laughs> dependents. Which is, I feel hard for you and Damn, I as childless, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, people. It's like, they're our children. They're my, our dependents. Exactly. My son is my cat. Hello. Hi, is that Aaron? This is me. Hi, it's Paul and Jenny calling back from the zone. How are you now? Hey, I'm not bad. How are you? Not so bad. So tell us about this friend of yours. <laughs> so we actually were doing our taxes together and she works at HMV. And she's like, well, I go to concerts for research for business. 
so that I can sell people CDs better. <laughs> was that cool? Did they go for it? No. Because oh, I was like, we could probably write that off too. Yeah, if we ever paid for a concert. Wouldn't that be useful for you guys? No, because we don't pay. We oh, get all our true. concert tickets for free anyways, usually, right? Exactly. But they were like, they were like, well, then you should be taking that up with your boss. <laughs> <laughs> it was the funniest thing and I just looked at her I'm like are you serious are you trying to write off concert tickets she's like well I go to a lot of concerts okay <laughs> you get some money back that'd be great worth a shot I know right hey I claimed all my uh, movie watching for a year what yep going to the theater what for a year yeah I'm a screenwriter oh wow. research <gasps> of course sweet yep. Holy yep. smokes. I wonder if we could get away with stuff like that. Like, if I give you a quick dumb review about Infinity War on Monday, if I'm like, yeah, it was sweet, Spider-Man <laughs> rules, if I could just write that off. Probably not. Uh. Oh. <laughs> Probably not. I write scripts, right? So, yeah. So yeah. you can't write anything that's been out there. Right. Wow, dude. That's, that's sweet. So Good cool. for you. I packed right off that my sister did, which might be interesting. Yeah. She tried to write off her daughter's ski pass. As babysitting. <laughs> <laughs> Did it work? No. Aww. No, they, they called her on it. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty inventive. So That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. See, from what I know about uh, filing your taxes is, you know, good for some people who can be a little creative, but... I don't think creativity is really what the CRA was looking for. No. Well, and you don't want them looking at you any more than they have to, right? Exactly, mm -hmm. yes. So, yeah. yes. Anyways, it didn't pass. <laughs> Aww, that's funny, Thank you for calling Good that in. Good to know. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This is the news on the PJ Party Podcast. Here's Jenny West. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un and South Korean President Moon Jae-in have pledged to seek a formal end to the Korean War by year's end. Wow. Yeah, big news. Um, Canada's foreign affairs minister says the world see, uh, needs to be careful to ensure historic talks between North and South Korea lead to a nu nuclear-free peninsula. Wow, I smell yeah. a mash reboot. <laughs> Did you ever watch Mash Jenny? Yeah, yeah, barely. Really? It was long? always like on after the shows that I actually wanted yes. to watch, and uh -huh. you would just kind of fall asleep to it. Yes. Yeah, that's uh, how I remember it. Uh, we, uh, me and some friends, did Mash Mondays a while ago, where mm -hmm. we would uh, drink martinis and watch old episodes of Mash. That sounds actually really fun. It was great. Yeah. I mean, just like I think we had fatty liver disease, but oh like, no, by season three or four, <laughs> so we quit doing it. But uh, God, I love Mash. <laughs> I wish I was Hawkeye so badly. <laughs> I got to get back into it. One thing that I really like about this is when you see these two guys signing the papers and everything, Kim Jong-un is not wearing a tie and he never wears a tie. Right. That's his thing. And I wonder if it's like a capitalist versus a communist thing. Hmm. You know, you get the South Korean um, head of state there. I forget his name, but he's wearing a tie. Moon? Yeah, Moon, something Moon. Moon. So he's wearing a tie. Like every other head of state ever, mm -hmm. you know, but uh, Kim Jong-un not going with the tie. He's in his regalia or whatever that outfit he wears. is. I don't even know what that is, but he's the only person of note or like at that level we've all signed off on. That's the uniform. If you're going to be taken seriously as it is on the world stage, suit and tie, suit and tie, suit and tie. There's nothing else. You can't wear anything else. You got to wear a suit and tie. Okay. Right? Like yeah. imagine if, if Trudeau showed up somewhere, not... Oh, wait, he does do this. 
<laughs> but like somewhere really official and he yeah. wasn't wearing a suit and tie, he'd get ripped. Yeah. And you like that. I like that Kim Jong-un does not acquiesce to the pressure of the suit and tie. Maybe he could get a little bit more creative with it. Maybe he oh. could try out a bow tie or like a nice pashmina scarf or something. <laughs> and when he's, you know, made his point, he can throw the scarf over his shoulder. Ooh. I think that'd be a cool power move. The cape is that is that. Oh, right? wow, if yeah. If you like have a cape and then you like toss it and you're like, I say good day and you like do that. Yeah. That is a ultimate. V power move. Cape is a little aggressive though. Oh, a nice think? pashmina. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's actually a word. I heard someone say it once, but. A pashmina scarf? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's something. I think that's good. Um, I just feel like t- it's so silly the ties are a thing. Can, imagine describing a tie to a cult, like to an alien culture. <laughs> it's like to dress up, to make, to, you know, to tell everyone that we're in business, here's what we wear. It's a piece of material and it just dangles from our necks. And they'd be like, why? What's the point of it? Well, it points to our crotch. That's one thing. It's like a, it's like a little yeah, arrow. Does, we yeah. want to point, do an arrow point right to the uh, business area. Mm-hmm. And uh, covers our buttons because we don't want anyone to see our buttons. Ah. That's the point of a tie, really? Uh, did you see? I'm going to send you the video. It's adorable. As a part of all these peace talks, and you know, you've seen them all. They were signing a bunch of documents and everything. Then the two Koreas, as represented by, of course, Kim Jong-un and Moon Jae-in, planted a tree together. And then, and then they, it was a tree planting ceremony using soil and water from both Koreas. <gasps> nice. Isn't that so nice? Yeah. I love this idea. Have you ever planted a tree with anybody? Um, I did in like elementary school. We all, like our class together planted a tree and every class got to, which was pretty cool. Was it like a tree planting ceremony? Uh, not quite that kind of ceremony, but it was just like. Yeah, an activity we did one day. Mm. It was cool. Um, I planted a tree on my birthday one year, Mm -hmm. which felt ceremonial. It felt like I was putting a lot of my energy and chi into this uh, tree that I was planting. Mm -hmm. And uh, then that tree died. So, Oh, oh, awkward. Probably not a good sign. Yeah. Yes, and I hope (laughs) someone maintains the Korea tree. Yes, let's hope that that is not a symbol and then it dies. That would not be good. Yeah. One time I bought a bonsai tree, you know, those little cutie bonsais mm-hmm. for a girlfriend. Because uh, it's a, you know, it's like you tell the whole story, you write it in the card. It was for an anniversary or something, I'm sure, right? And it was just like, uh, you know, a bonsai tree is a lot like a relationship. If you take care of it and you are gentle with it and sweet to it and kind to it and show it love and maintain it and pay attention, it will flourish forever. Wow. And if not, it won't and it'll die. And what happened? Tree died. Yeah. And, and, and I, I dumped her like the next day. Wow. Yeah, I was like, you never took care. <laughs> Lady, you never took care of the bonsai tree. Well, That's know, a nice gift though, Paul. Isn't that thoughtful? That's a very thoughtful gift. Oh, yeah. don't you worry about old Paul Blasino. This kid drips honey over here. <laughs> Hey, Victoria police are investigating a Thursday night collision between a white van and a cyclist on Dallas Road near Clover Point that reportedly saw the bicycle dragged for eight blocks. Yeah, Victoria police say the driver appeared to be suffering a medical incident and both the driver and cyclist are both are gone and taken to hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Oh my God. Man, that, sounds painful. that could have been so much worse for both of those oh, people. Yeah. Holy smokes. But you know what? Hmm? That's why I'm so for all the bike lanes on Dallas. Mm -hmm. It's that type of additional safety for bicyclists. And I know this is like a, 
rare thing that someone's having yeah. a oh, medical course. emergency behind the wheel. But still, like, you just feel very exposed when you're biking on Dallas, and that's where we should all be biking. It's so beautiful there. Yeah. Right? It's the ideal biking spot, for sure. So let's get a little safety. Thank mm-hmm. you. A section of Gonzales Beach is blocked off around a lone elephant seal. The BCSPCA's Wildlife Animal Rehabilitation Center says the seal is in for a month-long molting process. Is it going to be there for a month? A month. It's just going to sit there. Yeah. You can watch it if you want, but Fisheries and Oceans Canada asked the public to keep their distance because though it does look kind of like ill and frozen, it can move very quickly if it feels threatened and we don't want it to be threatened. So there's a big, yeah, there's a big section around it. um, So keep your distance, but yeah, you can go take a look from afar. Have you seen any pictures of it? Yeah, it's so cute. It's really cute. It looks chill. It looks like it's smiling. Yeah. (laughs) I'm having a molt right now. Please (laughs) leave me alone though. Exactly. And the suspect in a fatal shooting at a Waffle House in Nashville was arrested today. Four people were killed when the gunman, wearing only a jacket, opened fire in a restaurant uh, parking lot and continued shooting inside. I mean, like, what a weird, scary story. It was the guy with wearing just a jacket and naked mm-hmm. from the waist down and everything. Um, there's a young man named uh, James Shaw Jr. He's 29 years old. And he was actually grazed by a bullet. I think it hit him in the, like, the forearm or by his elbow. Yeah. Um, at a w- certain point, though, early in the, like, the shooting, the shooter had to stop and reload. This guy, 29 years old, jumped the guy, wow. wrestled the gun away from him, uh-huh. burnt his hands on the gun, which was hot from firing, okay? Re- like, whipped the gun away from this guy's hands and then threw it behind the bar of the Waffle House, then, like, wrestled with the guy some more until he finally was able to kick him out the front door of the place. Holy! Okay, and then he was, like, didn't chase after him because he was concerned for his own safety if this guy had more weapons or what. Yeah. But saved lives, without a doubt, Yeah. by taking that action. Holy, wow. Right? So, like, didn't have a gun or any kind of a weapon of his own with his mm-hmm. bare hands, which he burnt... Attack the guy and save lives. Like, what a hero. And then when he, he's talking to him, he's just like, ah. uh, the quote from him, I want to read it because it's, <laughs> it's unbelievable. He says, I don't want people to think that I was the Terminator or Superman or anybody like that. Mm-hmm. I w- it was just, I figured if I was going to die, he was going to have to work for it. Mm-hmm. Huh. huh. <laughs> what a guy. Right? Yeah. Unreal. That's well, a hero. Mm-hmm. The Duchess of Cambridge gave birth to an 8-pound, 7-ounce baby boy this morning, just two days after Queen Elizabeth's birthday. Mm. Uh, the favorite thing I saw of this, because I couldn't believe how much of a story it was this morning. <laughs> yeah. Right? I yeah. listened to the news this morning. The top story was the new baby. Mm. Like, okay. All right. I'll get through that. And uh, But my favorite thing is that there's a picture of another couple that had just also had a baby at that same hospital. Yeah. And so they were coming out just like a couple of normies. Yeah coming out and all the like the world's media taking pictures of them and they're just like hello (laughs) yes we had a baby too yep yeah i see you're all excited about us (laughs) (laughs) and saanich police pulled over a car with a large inflatable pink flamingo floaty on the roof on the roof of the car this week Uh, the floaty was being held in place by a few of the passengers with their hands rather than a proper tie-down as they headed along Mackenzie Avenue. Uh, no ticket was issued. But I did want to bring this up because mm. I've done that before. <laughs> I have done that. And I didn't realize you could get pulled over for that. So a reminder as it gets nice in Victoria to 
you know, tie down your inflatables or deflate them. Think about how dangerous that <laughs> is, Chad. <laughs> what are you doing? Going down a highway and just seeing one of those huge pink flamingos on a roof. Or a pizza or a donut. Or, oh, yeah. Yeah. They're getting uh, pretty creative with those this year, I've noticed. <laughs> mm-hmm. And photographer Marchio Cabral won the Wildlife Photographer of the Year Award in 2017 for a dramatic picture of an anteater approaching a glowing termite mound in the dead of night. It was really a, a beautiful photo, uh, but the prize has now been withdrawn after the judges noticed that the anteater pictured is definitely a stuffed animal. No! Yeah, outside and it's like a known stuffed animal too like a taxidermy yeah. um, that is around one of the visitor centers it's like a well known one Dude. Yeah, you just set it up and took a photo of it that doesn't count that's no good <laughs> yeah. but you know, can I say this yeah. uh, the taxidermy awards should get in touch with whoever did that work because for it to trick the oh, wildlife yeah. photography awards you know even for this long mm-hmm. that must have been a pretty good piece of work of taxidermy yeah if it was like a taxidermy photography contest he would win for sure (laughs) yeah yeah looks real enough (laughs) thanks for joining the pj party for more from paul and jenny get them live two to six weekday afternoons on the zone at 91.3 or around the world via the internet's tubes at the zone.fm do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast and tell your friends about it paul and jenny are both on facebook twitter and instagram so get in touch thanks for joining the pj party